0: Just don't know. So I'd caution investors against buying so much into the hype. They're like, ah, everything's changing. You know, I'm throwing money at this. like. But you are going to have to see and, and determine when is the point where you really think things are going to change federally and those big investment opportunities that are going to come. A lot of people felt that's been over the last couple years they've invested. Is this enough for you to feel like I see the writing on the wall and this is the time, but I'm going to be patient. It might be years, right? But I know where it's going now and I have a, a better idea how to to play out.
1: From the PodConnect Studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are continuing the fifth annual Cannabis Investor Series sponsored by PodConnects, the cannabis industry's exclusive network of cannabis podcasts that actually allows cannabis companies to advertise. Go to PodConnects.com to connect to more cannabis listeners. On today's show, we're joined by Chris Walsh, the CEO of MJ Biz, the industry's premier media company, and the producer of the industry's annual convention, MJ BizCon, coming up November 15th through the 18th in Las Vegas. Chris, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. Well, I'm glad that you were able to I know how busy you are, so I'm glad that you're able to jump on. As the CEO of the industry's largest media company, your approach is somewhat rare in that you're usually very measured and seem to avoid hype, which is why I thought you'd be the perfect person to discuss president Biden's recent pardoning of all the federal cannabis prisoners. Chris, immediately after the announcement, we saw a big jump in the public markets. Should investors look at this news as legitimate sign or is this just another overhyped gesture? <laughs>
0: well, you, you, Prefaced it well, and that I, I typically am more skeptical. You know, as a as a journalist back in the day and running a, a media operation, I do try to temper expectations. And anyone who's been in cannabis for a year or, or longer knows that uh, you know things don't go as planned, and, and a lot of the things that look positive end up on the federal level end up just kind of fizzling out. So, anyways, I am I'm usually very, very skeptical. And I don't know what's going to happen after this, but as what I will say is that. I I do think this was a very historic move. Uh, We've never seen a sitting president do anything like this, let alone even really address marijuana in any way that's positive or in any way at all. So I think that's when you look at the kind of history and the timeline of cannabis at the federal level, this is one of those moments where you're like, hey, that was one of the milestones. (laughs) I mean, a sitting president pardoned all these people, simple marijuana possession, urged governors to do it, and said they're going to aggressively look into the scheduling of marijuana. That's pretty significant to me. What it means for investors, though, wasn't surprised to see stocks rocket. They rocket on any type of little positive (laughs) news and they plunge on any type of little negative news. And then they kind of fell back to earth the next day in a lot of cases. Uh, For investors, I think it's interesting because depending on where you sit, if you are taking a strategic look at this industry, this might be enough for you to say, okay, I see where this is going and we're going to see change at some point. And maybe it's not for six months, maybe it's not for two years, but you know what? I'm going to make my bets now rather than wait on the sidelines. This might be that that indication of looking out over the mid to long term that opens the door for you to say I'm going to get involved now or I'm going to put more money into cannabis.
1: Talking about where this is going. I mean ultimately making this legal federally would be the goal. For everything to go perfectly from this point forward. What are the next steps that should happen or that need to occur?
0: Well, things definitely won't go perfectly. And uh, again, you got to look at this as a long-term play if you're an investor. I wouldn't buy into the immediate hype. State governors, which we've already seen indications of, will take this seriously and re-examine their laws when it comes to possession of marijuana. And that's another chink in the armor. And then really, if this lends support to the Safe Banking Act, where we've got a lot of optimism that that could pass here by early January, don't know what's going to happen. And I'm still skeptical, but this might kind of further fuel those efforts, but we need a banking fix. That has to happen, and it has to happen soon. The industry needs that type of catalyst. And then, you know, things start snowballing from there. This isn't a panacea. This isn't something that changes everything necessarily. You know, banking would be a huge win. And if this, if you what Biden said and did, if that fuels those efforts and we get some kind of uh, this bill passed mm-hmm. in the next couple months, that that is significant. So, It's going to be moves like Biden made. It's going to be this going into the public awareness in a major way and actually the federal government starting to do things about the situation with marijuana, which they've done nothing. So it's going to take multiple steps. It's going to take banking as the next really big step. And hopefully this fuels those efforts.
1: Yeah, I I hope you're right people get excited about anything that happens that seems positive in cannabis, but to be fair, there's a lot of potential trapdoors, mm-hmm. And we always say the devils are in the details. Are there some things that on the surface will look like a win, but could actually be a loss that we all need to be aware of?
0: Sure. I mean, rescheduling could be one of them, you know, moving cannabis from schedule one up there with heroin and the world's most dangerous drugs, you know, marijuana, there's no way it should be up there. And I think Biden even admitted that. But, you know, a move to schedule two or three could be terrible for a lot of the companies that are out there now. There's a ton of unknowns, if depending on where it falls on, on the controlled substances list, uh, or if it comes off it completely, which I don't know if it would happen. But there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of opportunities. It's hard to go over each potential scenario, because we don't know how it's going to play out, and even a move to schedule two or three, which a lot of people are fear, fearful of because it could put up brand new barriers for people in the industry and and kind of change control of it over time. We don't know how that would play out. The genie's out of the bottle with marijuana legalization and does all of a sudden say, oh, it's schedule two, so it has to follow all these pharmaceutical type rules and regulations like that. That wouldn't work either right now. You can't just kind of stop the industry and pause and rethink it. There's a ton of unknowns and investors hate unknowns. You got to make a gamble uh, at some point and this might be enough for people. And again, maybe nothing comes of this. Maybe really this is it and then everything fizzles out. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's moments like this. It's a bill being debated in a committee for the first time. It's the House taking up something for the first time. It's getting something in front of the Senate for the first time. They all collectively come together over time to change things. And this is part of that bigger picture.
1: Yeah, it's like Colorado or Washington legalization or the coal memorandum. It's just like one thing on top of the other, and and there's a lot of small gains, but no gigantic ones. Let's switch gears for a second. Over the last, say, 12 months, maybe even 18 months, the investment dollars for cannabis companies that are raising money has really, really dried up. Are you starting to see any signs where this flow may be actually starting to come back?
0: You know, it's a little too early to tell after the Biden announcement. It's only been you know less than a week, but you know we saw the stocks soar the day after, and then they you know again kind of came back to earth. We we kind of expected that to happen. So, what's the bigger picture? What I've heard from people in the investment community is their phones did in some cases start ringing off the hook with investors who were taking a renewed interest. It's not that they're saying we're going to contribute ten million to your fund, but it definitely created the interest again, uh, maybe a spark. And uh, it's too early to say if this will translate into anything tangible. So I'm still skeptical about the immediate impact of this and what the immediate impact is on the industry, on the people that are pardoned. That's a huge impact, right? And if this spreads to other states through governors, that's a great impact. But on the industry itself, we just don't know. So I'd caution investors against buying so much into the hype. That they're like, ah, everything's changing. You know, I'm throwing money at this, like. You can't all of a sudden revert to the year 2000 and the tech boom, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. Just copy with your strategies. But you are going to have to see and, and determine when is the point where you really think things are going to change federally and those big investment opportunities that are going to come. A lot of people felt that's been over the last couple of years they've invested. Is this enough for you to feel like, I see the writing on the wall and this is the time, but I'm going to be patient. It might be years, right? But I know where it's going now and I have a, a better idea how it's going to play out.
1: Well, let's jump ahead. You're, you're the proverbial canary in the coal mine right now with the, with the upcoming convention. You, you were expecting 35,000 attendees, 1400 exhibitors. Did you see any immediate, any unexpected bumps over since this announcement came in? Like more people interested that you weren't really expecting to, to happen over those last few days?
0: Yeah, I think we would really see the impact as we get closer. The cannabis crowd is really late to the party. We get a lot of attendees that register the day of, the day it starts. Right, they just show up and say, "I want to get in." So, yeah, we saw more interest on our on our social to our stories. Like, it's it was a big deal for the industry. There is skepticism. I don't want to overlook that and and just say everything's great and awesome and rosy. Some people feel this was nothing. It wasn't enough. But the industry, if you read and hear what people are saying in it, um, there's a lot of people who feel like I do. Could be wrong. That this was a big enough deal, so yeah, we're we're seeing uh, increased interest on our you know uh, to coming to the conference to exhibiting at it, and we'll see if if that holds based on this news. But you know, there's a whole new thing to talk about now at MG BizCon and having discussions like this. What does it mean? What should I do from a business or investing standpoint? Should I do anything? Like, does this change anything? And also, kind of, how do I get through this kind of growing pain period for the industry? Those those are going to be big topics, and the election, of course. And the five ballot measures that uh, and likely will continue to fuel this industry forward.
1: Did you have to change some of your conference sessions to to account for this?
0: You know, we've been doing this for so long. We always leave little holes and and we leave leeway because I can't tell you how many times, like even a week before the show, something major has happened in the past, especially when we're right near the election. Right. And then you had like recreational cannabis pass and so, you know, the first states and there's always something so we're pretty good at at being able to pivot, so yeah, we're we have ways to work this in in a prominent way because we know it's going to be a big topic.
1: That's great. Well, we're going to have links to MJ Business show notes. So if you want, to, if you're thinking about registering the conventions November fifteenth through the eighteenth in Las Vegas, and as a special gift to our listeners. Chris is offered uh, 10% off if you use promo code podcast when you're registration. So go to MJ biz, click the link in our show notes, use podcast to register and we'll see you in Las Vegas. Chris, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you hey. being on the show today.
0: Thanks for having, having me on here. You know, always an interesting time. In
1: <laughs> thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride, both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth, both in their personal and professional lives. Check out a major journey today on all major podcast platforms.